Hey, what's up? It's Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 2nd of June, 2020. Oh, God, it's always hard to start this podcast. It's always a chore. Like, without exception, it's a chore to start. And then it's just like a countdown until I start having fun. How long is it going to be this week? Uh, I just uh, was talking with a mate just now with... Um, Oh, I mean, where to start? I was talking with uh, my homeboy, Luca Muller, about um, this comedian that we know who is just always posting on Twitter the most fucking babyish, like, what's the word? Uh, Self-indulgent or like self-pitying garbage. And we were just talking about that. It's so weird, man. It's such this dude, like, I mean, heaps of people in comedy know him and he's not even, he's actually not particularly active on the comedy circuit at all. Um, but he just is one of these people who had this, has this like weird entitlement, I guess. And, uh, like about his position or his perceived position in comedy and, and, um, will post about how he's, you know, not given the things that he believes he's entitled to and all this stuff. And then just like really kind of defeatist stuff about like his family life, his personal life and just like, why does this happen to me? And maybe these are my problems. And it's like past the point of asking for help. He's not asking for help. He doesn't, it doesn't feel like he wants help. It feels like this is a person who just fucking wants the attention and wants people to be like, oh mate, like, I'm sorry. Oh, that's so sad that that happened to you. And um, it is just infuriating, isn't it? Someone who is posting about their problems, I don't have an issue with that, but when you're posting about this shit and you are unwilling or seemingly unwilling or like you just don't have any fucking desire, yeah, I guess that's all there is, unwilling to to address it or fix it or even look for a solution or consider that you might be able to address those problems, you know? And it's like, all you actually want to do is just wallow in the self-pity of your problems. And I fucking, I'll talk about it. The, um, (laughs) yeah, why not? I've already fucking started talking about it in the abstract. Here's what this fucking cunt. And I don't, fuck man. Like I actually don't have anything personally against this, person except for I guess everything about him I don't know man I really like I don't I don't have any ill will towards this dude because he never does anything to anyone he's not been an asshole to anyone he's not hurt anyone or anything like that he's just a whiny little fucking bitch and um this is the this is the tweet in question but this is just I mean replace this words with the same sentiment weekly. This dude's posting this kind of stuff and I don't even follow him, but people post it in fucking group chats that I'm in. And if he ever listens to this, that'll be his, uh, wet dream slash worst nightmare. (laughs) People are talking about me. I'm hurt and excited. Anyway, this is what he wrote. I haven't been to therapy in three months trying to figure out why I'm me. I'm stuck on this memory. My parents grounded me from seeing Space Jam because I talked back once. And he's he's put quotation marks around talked back. I didn't see it until months after it came out on VHS. I was six years old. That's the whole tweet. And here's the best bit. Here's where he's put the line breaks just to show you how much he's putting, he thinks he's like putting gravitas on this like 
this is what happened. Here's the thing. And you're never going to believe this. I was six years old. This man is 30 or something like that. He's like, I think he's 30. He might be 29 or 31 or some shit. So the line breaks up. I haven't been to therapy in three months trying to figure out why I'm me. Line break. I'm stuck on this memory. Line break. My parents grounded me from seeing Space Jam because I talked back once. Line break. I didn't see it until months after it came out on VHS. Line break. I was six years old. (laughs) Just like, shut the fuck up, dude. Get a grip. Are you really fucking something that happened when you were six? You're fucking 30 and you're posting about that in public. Oh, disgusting fucking behavior. Um, Also, another thing I hate about it is I don't even know if I'm actually genuinely going to start talking about this or if I'm just going to say that I hate it and then get bored. Another thing that I hate about the tweet is um, he hasn't capitalized the starts of any lines. That is full self-pity, isn't it? I don't deserve capitals. I'm too sad. (laughs) Like all of the I's, the first person pronouns are lowercase, even when the start of lines is entered. You had to do that on purpose. All the other grammar is correct. He's got full stops at the end of his lines, but his fucking sentences start with lowercase letters. You fucking pathetic little cunt. Use a capital and shut the fuck up. Eat your breakfast. Go to work and fucking deal with your problems without posting them on Twitter. Do a podcast like me and then at least people have to choose to listen. (laughs) All right, I'm the same. I'm the same cunt. Oh, what a way to start the podcast with a bit of fucking bilious vitriol. Bilious? Is that like of or pertaining to bile? Like, is that the bile adjective? I think it is. Anyway, fucking fuck you. What's up? <laughs> um, I had uh, <clears throat> a bit of a little spit on the microphone there. Had uh, had a gig last night. Oh, my God. Last night I did a gig... I did my first gig in 81 days. Fuck. Like proper gig. Park gigs, I I guess I'll count them in my like how many gigs did I do this year, but it doesn't feel like not to an audience So whatever. It doesn't feel like a proper gig. Last night, we did... Uh, I didn't even talk about it last week, did I? That's how quick I think the turnaround was. Comedy in the Shed, we did a gig at my house last night, yesterday, it was what, Midnight Sunday was the um, first easing of restrictions on meeting up in groups at your house in Victoria, so we can have up to 20 people in uh, residential fucking things, whatever, so uh, got a few comedians together, put uh, some free tickets available so people could book spaces online and put a little show together in our shed at our house. Um, it was originally me, Pete Jones, Luca Muller, Blake Freeman, and we added Lewis Dow and Adam Knox to the lineup. Uh, all straight white men, <laughs> as it should be. Um, no, I, uh, I, I actually did think about that. I was like, should I get a, a woman or something on the lineup? And I thought, you know what? If I'll do another one, which I think I am, actually. Thank you, by the way. Before I get any further, to everyone who came to that show, uh, we had um, 12 tickets. They all got booked out. And uh, then with comics and, uh, and 
<sighs> oh my word! With comics and uh, and Liz and the lady I'm seeing, um, it made it. What? How many is that? Six, twelve. Yeah, there it is. Bang on twenty. Bus. Um. Yeah, and it was a great show, man. Honestly, everyone did so well. Everyone was rusty, but everyone was just having fun. I think we're all, as comics, all of the people on that lineup are at the point where it's like, even if you're bombing, you know that the whole point is just to be there and have fun, and it's that kind of gig where you can do that. And I think that's the vibe that I want it to be, man. So I want to host more. I want to do it every Monday. Comedy in the Shed uh, at my house in East Brunswick and... um, I just want it to be that. I have this vision in my head of how it could be in summer as we get into warmer weather and I put the stage at the back of the room and open the shed out and we can have more people and uh, I, I have this vision of it being like, you know, an evening and it's getting dark and it's warm and balmy outside and people are like stood all the way to the back of the concrete there and I just, I fucking, I reckon it can be... The coolest show. And that's all I want to do, man. I think that's it. Now that I'm living in Melbourne, now that I'm properly here, I want to fucking run a cool show. I want to put I want to put shows on and I want them to be the kinds of shows that people talk about, that people get excited to come to and they want to come and hang out and whatever. And last night felt like that. It felt very exclusive. And obviously with there being only 20 people, that's how it's going to be for the next few weeks. But I reckon we can... Uh, really build it into something cool so when the restrictions get lifted a bit more up to 50 i'll probably still keep it at um maybe 30 or maybe 40 with comics we'll see how everyone feels and what the vibe is on social distancing etc but um the shed was easily the size where it could hold uh could hold 20 no problems at all so yeah that's that's definitely going to happen, man, for the next few weeks at least, and we'll see if people um, keep showing up. And as long as people keep showing up, I'm going to keep doing the gig. So I'm real fucking excited about that. I uh, I will probably stream maybe only my bits. I think I'll, I'll talk to the other comics about streaming, but I really think like... I'm, I'm hoping every... Last night, I didn't... I kind of sprung it on people, so everyone wasn't that cool with it. But I'm hoping that if the gigs can just be streamed live and not even stay on Instagram, hopefully that'd be enough for people to be like, you know what? Fuck, I'm going to watch this. And, um, I think the main reason I have to talk to people, but I think the main reason that people aren't about streaming gigs is that they're worried that the stuff is going to be pulled off the internet and then like put up and other people are going to be using the content that we, the jokes that we as comedians have worked hard on. But I, I really don't feel like that's, the, I mean, it is like the jokes are, the jokes are important, but I reckon if, if people have seen me a few times streaming and seen a bunch of my material, I think that makes them want to come to a live show more than, um, if they've not, I mean, it's just a new way for people to find out about me as a comic. So I'm okay with doing it and, and having the jokes there in a half completed form and whatever. I don't fucking know. Anyway, that's something to talk about. I'm not, maybe I'm not hundred percent sold and I could be convinced that it's not good to stream, but I think with the fucking world, the way it is right now and everything kind of moving a bit more towards online, everyone's kind of leaning towards online to promote themselves. I think that could be a really, anyway, whatever, you guys don't want to hear about my promotional strategies, but you're going to, because that's another thing that I want to talk about in a bit. Um, 
what else? Uh, Blake and Liz are moving out of the house, which I'm a bit sad about, a bit excited about. That's a thing that's happened in the last week. Um, I'm only, I've, I was a little bit, I kind of saw it coming. I was like, I think these guys are going to move out and find their own place as a couple, which is nice. I'm real excited for them, to be honest. But um, obviously a bit sad, like me and Blake have been living together for so long, for as long as I've been doing this podcast and like three and a half years. But the main thing now is I'm a little worried about, like I was thinking, who am I going to get in to fill the room? And, you know, do I want to get a mate? And I was thinking about that. But the more I think about it, the more I think I might actually want to get um, just like a random. I think that'd be nice. Put the ad out on like, you know, fucking the boards or whatever places where you find housemates. Um, just one other person in there or a couple would be cool, but a couple would be sick for money, but I'd be happy with a one person. If anyone listening to this knows anyone in Melbourne looking for a room right now, East Brunswick, eight twenty five fifty a month. Um, for a two bedroom, probably like that's what one person pays. Um, what else can I tell you about the room? I should practice this. Um, big double car garage. Uh, we got uh, a kitchen, a living room. There's a garden out the back, which they're welcome to use and be in and add to. Um, as long as they fucking get out when I'm filming the backyard, bitch. <laughs> Oi. Yeah, I'm fucking. Oh man, I think I'm, um, I just, the the mic just kind of pulled out because I was playing with the cord. I think I'm too used to using bad mics, so I kind of half hold the cord when I'm, when I'm, uh, like using a mic and I think that experience from just using shit mics for years at comedy gigs has made me hold the cord of a mic when I don't need to and that, what happened just then was me holding it and then the cable, I kind of half pulled it out and the recording stopped, who cares, anyway. Um, yeah, I've got to get a house, mate. I, th- I genuinely think, maybe this is a bit arrogant, but what's the main thing that you look for when you're looking for a house? For me, maybe people could give me some advice on this. If you've got any thoughts as to what you look for when you're looking through like, you know, inspections or whatever that you want to go to, because I think right now it's uh, a renter's market. Normally, I'd be sitting pretty because so many people would be looking for places. But right now, by the sounds of it, one of my mates was saying last night they've been looking for someone to fill a particular room in their house for a particular room. Who the fuck am I? Um, They've been looking for someone to fill this room in their house for two months, they reckon, and haven't found someone. So that was like a bit concerning. Um, But what I think the edge that I might have is I reckon I can write a fucking killer bit of you know, like a few paragraphs um, talking about me, who I am, put some of my stand-up in there. I think that's a thing, right? I reckon I'm going to cop a lot of shit off of mates from that, but I reckon if I put a video of my stand-up at the bottom just to be like, hey, this is who I am, this is the house, there's two bedrooms, it'll be you and me living together, Um, this is how much it is, this is where it is, the location is amazing. Um, The rent is like pricey, but not really, it's kind of what people generally pay. Um, it's pretty fucking standard and, uh, and then at the bottom, if I go like, and I, you know, this is who I am and I'm a comedian and here's some of my up. people watch that and if they like it, they're in and I reckon people who I want to come and live in this house will like my stand up because that's just, because my stand up's good and good people like it. <laughs> I believe that. Um, 
yeah, and so I just I reckon that'd be enough to put me like a little bit of a nose in front of a lot of other houses where it's just like, hey, I'm a nice person looking for a clean, respectful housemate. If I'm like, yeah, all of those things, also here's who I am and then they they feel like they know me, that's it. It doesn't make me a better person but it's a it's a good way for them to feel like they know me a bit more by seeing the thing that I do and then I think like my stand-up is a decent representation of my actual personality and they'll feel like, all right, I know this guy. They'll feel a connection to me and they'll want to live with me or maybe not and that's also good because that means we weren't going to work out anyway it does feel like kind of it's like i i feel if i get a few applications i feel confident that i'll be able to pick the right one because i've been on so many dates in my life that i am practiced in like the uh, in the process of meeting a person, getting to know them and feeling them out pretty quickly and kind of judging whether or not we're going to be cool to keep hanging. You know what I mean? That's what you have to do on a date is you go there, you sit down with someone and then you're just like chatting, what are we going to be like? And I feel like that's what this is. But the fear for me is like, am I going to get a good amount of applications um, for this fucking room? (sighs) So there's that. Was the show last night? Uh, what else can I say about the show? It was a really good show, and everyone hung out afterwards. That's another thing I want it to be—a place where people fucking come and hang out. And I think this is another thing about <clears throat> getting the new place, getting the new place, or just the place being new with Blake and Liz moving out. I feel like this is an opportunity for me to, like, you know, change as well, which is exciting. Like, it's a change for them, but it's also a change for me. So I'm like. What have I, I, I feel, okay, I feel this, Um, I feel like living with Blake has made me quite lazy socially because Blake is someone who's always organizing things or having people around or whatever and so there's always people here and so I'm like, oh, well, there's people at my house I'll just hang out with, you know, people and there's like friends of mine and whatever but um, it's made me less like I don't need to organize stuff because there will just be stuff happening and um, I think with these guys moving out I'm going to make a concerted effort to try and be the host of more events and plan things and do them like off my own back you know like even like a fuck a year and a half ago oh Jesus is a long time ago now a year and a half ago, sorry I keep sipping my tea so close to the microphone, by the way. Um, I'm going to keep doing it, but I am sorry. <laughs> um, a year and a half ago when I had uh, a bit of a like just before Christmas thing and I cooked a fucking lamb for everyone or whatever and it felt great. But even that, in the event, I put like Blake and Taco's thing, you know? Because I still didn't feel comfortable and confident enough to be like, this is my thing, I'm hosting it, here it is. Because I think the fear is that obviously people won't come and that is a way of people don't come, it's like, well, people don't like you and and I'm scared that if people don't like me, evidently, I don't want to know. So I'll just not host an event because I'm scared that people don't like me but at least I've never hosted the event. Like Hosting the event is like asking the question, do you guys like me? And if no one comes, then that is a big fat no, isn't it? And that's what's scary. But I reckon people would come. So fucking, 
I just I'm I'm remaking myself in the model of a, a great Gatsby type figure. I'm gonna be enigmatic. I'm gonna be uh, mysterious, evasive. Ooh, these are fucking good words, aren't they? Enig- maybe I should write those on my wall. Enigmatic, mysterious, evasive. That's the fucking title of this week's podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Enigmatic, mysterious, evasive. Aiden Jones stalks the alleys. <laughs> stalks the alleys? No. <laughs> I meant to say something like I'm walking around my party and, and people are having fun and I'm walking between them, but I said stalks the alleys. Ooh, like some sort of diseased cat. Oh, enigmatic. What was it? Enigmatic. Uh, 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 enigma. I want to write these down. Write it down, Aiden. Enigmatic. Uh, um, uh, fucking, what was the other one? Eva- evasive. What was the th- second one? Uh, mysterious. You know why those three words are good? Is because they all have different suffixes, don't they? And they're all adjectives, but they all have like ick, us, and iv. And that's like, they don't all feel like the same word. There's a bit of assonance in there. Oh man, I read the fucking first. I'm reading this book by Brett Easton Ellis. Um, it's called Lunar Park. Here is the blurb on the back. Um, fucking this really drew me in. Uh, He became a best-selling novelist while still in college, immediately famous and wealthy. He watched his insufferable father reduced to a bag of ashes and a safety deposit box. He was lost in a haze of booze, drugs, and vilification. Then he was given a second chance. Oh, already. This is the life of Brett Easton Ellis, the subject of this remarkable novel. Confounding one expectation after another, Luna Park is equally hilarious, horrifying, and heartbreaking. It's the most original novel of an extraordinary career, and best of all, it all happened. Every word is true. Boom! Brett Easton Ellis, if you don't know, is the writer of American Psycho, the book about the sociopath Patrick Bateman who... Uh, meets women and kills them and cuts them up and, uh, you know, terrifying. Um, but there was just this great, I think this is Shakespeare. Yes, yeah, from Hamlet. I just loved this bit of, uh, of dissonance. Yeah, dissonance. So like not rhyming, whatever the opposite to rhyming is, but just really, it's uh, from the table of my memory, I'll wipe away all trivial fond records of sores of, all sores of books, all forms, all pressures past that youth and observation copied there. Oh, I just fucking, it just sits, doesn't it? I'll read it again. From, oh, I like the iambic pentameter, right? So that's uh, 10 syllables in each, but the first one has nine. Uh, From the table of my memory, I'll wipe away all trivial fond records, all sores of books, all forms, all pressures past that youth and observation copied there. Beautiful stuff. And that, I think, is about at the same level in terms of skill and beauty as my three words that I've just come up with to describe (laughs) myself. (laughs) Enigmatic, mysterious, evasive. (laughs) (laughs) That's who I want to be. That's my goals for for the fucking second half of the year. It's to remake myself in that image. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and how am I going to do that, you ask? By hosting comedy shows in my shed. <laughs> oh, fucking well, it's good to have a plan at least, isn't it? That way you can fail and you know you've failed and, and fucking whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Enigmatic, mysterious, evasive. Chanel number five. <laughs> Taco. <laughs> <laughs> Enigmatic, mysterious, evasive. Ducko. Anyone out there makes perfume, you have yourself a future client right here, man. <sighs> All right. Um, the picture this week is going to be a picture of me on stage last night doing some stand up, and uh, I'm wearing my new jacket as well. Oh, baby, did I spend $250 on a fucking. Um, on a suede jacket on Sunday. Did I ever? Sunday? Saturday. 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 Yep, Saturday. Uh, 250 bucks. Yeah, but fuck do I love it. Oh, my word. I'm so stoked on this jacket. So I was wearing it last night on stage and uh, got a picky of me. We'll get that up there. Um, we also have... Uh, I won't talk about the song yet. I wanted to talk to, 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 a little bit, but... I wanted to talk about this real quick. I have um, obviously trying to promote the Backyard Bitch and get it out to more people. Um, I made an Instagram for it, by the way. It's the Backyard Bitch, all one word. Um, if you want to go on there, that's where I'm going to be posting the videos from now on. I'll be still linking off of my normal Instagram, Aiden Jones Comedy. Also, if you want to check out the pictures for this week of the podcast and all, all the previous ones, it's sitting under podcast. Do I need three Instagrams? I'm genuinely not sure. Uh, I could probably get by with just having all of this shit on one Instagram, but it would feel kind of confusing and there would be a lot of just like, I don't know. I just feel like I don't want to do it. Um, I'd rather people watch the backyard bitch on YouTube anyway, to be honest. I just feel like that's a better way to disseminate content is being on YouTube, but fucking who cares? Um, I'm trying to, so I've been trying for a minute to, uh, think of ways to get more people watching it. And one way that I've, I've always thought of and heard other people who do YouTube say it's good to do collaborations with other YouTubers at your own level and you get a bit of a boost of followers because you share the videos both ways. And um, one idea that I had was to have other people who have gardens who like to make videos, make a video tour of their garden, send it to me and then I would like do a jokey critique of their garden as like a reaction video, right? So I sent out, I've been trying to send out emails to YouTubers, but the thing with YouTubers, I think I said this last week, is I don't really like a lot of their content. Um, and I've actually had experience doing a similar thing. I realized with my comedy is that at the start of comedy festivals, I send the shit out. I send out free tickets. Did I talk about this last week? I might've done. I send things out to um, people on Instagram and invite them to my show but um, those people don't necessarily care about gardening. And I just had this brainwave on fucking Friday night. Why not find gardening people on Instagram? Because Instagram, the thing that Instagram has over YouTube is that it. I feel like it creates communities better because it has hashtags and the hashtags are really active. I don't know if even if YouTube has hashtags. It's more of a search engine. Instagram is social media. So... Um, 
Yeah, if I just, I searched like gardening in Melbourne hashtags on Instagram and I found fucking four people that are active Instagrammers with gardens and I messaged them and I've had uh, so far three responses, one negative, uh, one very positive and one like interested but not sure so far. Um, but the one that I'm yeah excited about is this lady Debbie from, uh, she's at Farm Your Garden um, go and check her out if you want. If you like gardening, she's in Melbourne and uh, she's got a bunch of nice pictures, whatever. But I, uh, the picture of hers that made me go like, oh, this lady I reckon is going to be fucking into me swearing in my garden is she has a picture of her naked in her garden. Um, I'm fucking, by the way, I'm so gutted that I missed World Naked Gardening Day. I think it's the 2nd of May where apparently gardeners from all around the world post naked pictures of themselves in their gardens, and I fucking missed it. Devastating. And she had one of those pictures up, and uh, she was, you know, talking about how she'd heard about it the year before and just it was so much fun and whatever. And I was like, this is someone who's having fun on social media and cares about gardening. I reckon they will be re- like responsive to this me trying to collaborate with them and I've messaged her and initially just said, Oh, do you want to do the video? And she was like, Oh dude, I was thinking you would come to my place and I could teach you about a thing in the garden. I was like, Oh, a hundred percent. Do I absolutely do. I want to do that. Oh my God. That sounds so fun. So I think I'm going to go to this lady's fucking house where in your garden and she's going to teach me how to make a, a hydroponic lettuce set up is what she said. And uh, the girl that I'm seeing, I've asked, I've, I'm hoping that she's going to come and film it all so I can have someone filming me and I can just be free to fucking talk to this person and have her teach me this thing and it'll be so fun. And, uh, and then that'll be a video. I mean, that's so much fun. That's what I want, man. More collaborative content like that about gardens that's funny. And more people will watch it and then I'll be fucking rich and famous. I don't know. That's, that's fuck. All right. Maybe this is me setting my intention. Ugh, I know, but all right. Maybe this is me setting my intention for the next few months as Blake and Liz move out, new phase. We're coming out of coronavirus lockdown. Okay. I'm going to be putting shows on every week in the garage. I'm going to be working hard on my stand-up, trying to write new jokes. I'm going to be doing backyard bitch videos and I'm going to be trying to collaborate with different people on social media on backyard bitch videos to try and spread that out with the shows in the garage. I'm going to be telling everyone who comes to the shows, by the way, I have these fucking videos. Watch them if you want to see more content from me. Tell your friends about these shows. Just more putting stuff out into the fucking world. Not being scared if people don't like it. Not being scared of what other people are going to think because this is the stuff that I want to do. This is what I want to make and that's what I'm doing. I feel like for a long time I've been scared. What if people don't like it? What if I put it out there and people hate it? But you know what? I am putting it out there and fucking some people do hate it or they don't like it or they don't want to watch it or whatever and it's just like that's what happens. But it doesn't stop me wanting to put the stuff out. So if I'm going to make it anyway, I might as well do as much as I can to get it out there so people can see it because I believe that it's good. And I think if I fucking get it to enough people, it'll find enough people that like it to give me a viable income. Oh, that's it. 
that's the podcast for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. This next song that's coming up, I'm putting it. It's Chemicals by SG Lewis. I've been listening to it all week. To be honest, I'm not vibing with it that much today, but I have been vibing with it all week. It's been in my head, and I think that's why it's just I'm a bit over it now. But it's a fucking tune. And um, yeah, it's been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Stay. We can keep it going till the morning sun.